Today is March the 16th. Is saved by grace just the New Testament concept? Let's find out together as we read Psalm 32. In reading through the Bible in a year, I'd like you to read Psalms 31 through 33. So reading those psalms, Psalm 31 uh, is a psalm of protection. Again, all of these are psalms of David. O Lord, I've come to you for protection. Psalm 33 is much the same. At the end, Psalm 33, verse 20 and 21, we put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for our hope is in you alone. So Psalm 31 and 33 follow the uh, common uh, theme of, O Lord, protect me, and assurance that indeed the Lord does protect us. Psalm 32, though, is very different, and I wanted to spend my time this morning looking at Psalm 32. One of the advantages of reading through uh, uh, the Bible like we are, I'm uh, actually following two different plans, and I've just finished the book of Leviticus in one of the other plans. In the book of Leviticus, we have a series of laws uh, for the, the cultists in Israel, uh, the offerings that they were to offer. The interesting thing, though, about the book of Leviticus is the offerings that are offering, there's a thank offering, there's a peace offering, um, there is an offering for cleanliness that is commonly mistranslated as a sin offering. But they're the sin that uh, Leviticus is talking about is not um, the sin of disobedience. It's the sin that takes place when uh, we are forced to uh, do something that makes us unclean. Uh, for example, if a member of your family dies, what do you do? Touching a corpse makes you unclean, but you've got to touch the corpse. You have got to bury the dead family member. Well, the book of Leviticus tells us how to uh, acquire cleanliness as a result. The fact of the matter is that there is no sin offering for intentional disobedience. So what happens? What in the world then, how can man achieve obedience from uh, having committed an intentional sin, as we all do? David tells us, Psalm 32, Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. What joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, 
I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I'll confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Now, I think it's very intentional that the Lord doesn't provide an offering for the forgiveness of intentional sin, as if the death of an animal atones for man's disobedience against God. That doesn't take place. That cannot take place. The only way man can achieve uh, remission of sin, the only way man can be forgiven of his sin, is based on the mercy and grace of God. God is gracious. He's gracious in the New Testament to forgive our sin when we go to him, just as he was gracious in the Old Testament to forgive their sins when the Israelites went to him. So what's the difference then between the Old and the New Testament? It's not in the concept of salvation by grace. That is both the New Testament and an Old Testament concept. The difference between the Old and New Testament comes in following the Messiah. The Messiah, the Redeemer, who was presented to Israel, comes in the New Testament. Those who align with him will have their sins redeemed, forgiven. Those who don't have not truly confessed. Today, confess your sins to the Lord. Follow Jesus. Please like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you used to listen to it. Tomorrow we'll ask the question, why didn't Jesus have more followers?